Hello everybody, welcome to the Games Wars Podcast. My name is Jeremy. Joining me to my computer screens are Kerry Palmer. Hello. And June Williams. Hello. Uh, I today, like lent into the microphone to say hello then, and I realized I probably shouldn't do that. But I mean, you can, then you just have to do the rest of the podcast leaning in like that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome. We are this month's, this today's game, this month's game, today's game, first game of the year, actually. Yeah. Of 2019. Uh, of, of 2019. Uh, Year of the Pig um, is... <laughs> what? It is. Um, uh, the Return of the Obra Dinn. Um, Indeed. A game by Lucas Pope. Who is... Maker of Papers, Please. As well you know, as... I didn't realise that until last night. I'm like, you know what? Everything makes sense now. You know, you should yeah. listen to our podcast because I mentioned it last month too. Did you? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's also That's got okay. credits on um, Uncharted, I believe. Um, Lucas Pope. Yes, I believe so. The first yeah. one. Which uh, Uncharted? The first three. Wow, good on you, Lucas. Uh, actually, no, sorry, just the first two. I, th- I believe. I met, he hey, uh, if you, if an- anyone who worked on Uncharted two is like, oh yeah, royalty in my books. Not royalty, but like you know, you you guys did a good job. Well done. Thumbs uh, up. He's made a number of games um, and is a very intelligent game designer. Um, mm. So yeah, um, part, sp- part of what I loved in this game when you rolled the credits was like it was like <laughs> design, sound, three D, this, yeah. this, this by Lucas Pope. Yeah, like bra- <laughs> brainchild <laughs> of Lucas Pope. Yeah. <laughs> it was like everything, 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 and everything else. Um. So, yeah, Kerry, do you want to do the story recap first? Before we no, I, I was saying out. before... Pardon? Oh, the so, timer. I yeah. was saying before, I think we should talk about the mechanics of this game first. And then sort of go into the story. Uh, okay, well because... then, before we do that then, um, general impressions of the game? Oh yeah, no, totally. Uh, play this game, be warned it is super violent. Is it? I mean... It's pretty graphic. It... It's graphic. I don't know if it's violent. You know? You don't... See, the thing is, it's Where almost you... worse because you hear everything. <laughs> the sound like, is very good. You hear everything. The sound design is incredible. But, like, I, I just, just putting it out there, like, I, I say unreservedly, people should play this game. But be warned, it's a it's a graphically violent game. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an M-rated game. Yeah. Uh, June? Um, Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. It's good. Good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I... Um... Uh, I, I was thinking about this this morning when I was playing it. Um, that... This morning. This morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to mention the time right now, or the time I was playing. It's um, fine, we know. Yeah, we, know. we all know. Uh, while I was in bed, I was thinking, Oh man, I really wish I played this game earlier. Which is not something that I can say for a lot of games. Um, Why? Cons- Why? Yeah. Uh, because it's one of those games where like I I missed the conversation that was around it, and mm. I saw a lot of people talking about it when it came out, and I don't know. I just I I just I played a lot of games last year, and I I would have loved to have been a part of that conversation because I saw nothing but like glowing reviews from like game industry Twitter, and yeah, totally. Uh, playing this game now made me. Uh, a little bit like, oh man, I really wish I was a part of that because 
this game this game does some things it really does do some things yeah Oberdin uh, really did that yeah Oberdin <laughs> really did do those things huh um <laughs> so yeah uh would you like to go into the mechanics anyone uh sure um I said you so, as I was looking at a, at one of your usernames in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You, it, it's it, it, it worked out. Yep. Um, I'm just having a look. So it's got a it's got a good number of reviews on Steam. Like it's all of its ratings are above like 96, 97 percent. Um, which is quite cool, quite impressive. Um, so this game you. Basically, you get tasked with finding out what happened to the Obra Dinn once it returns from wherever it's been. And you get to the boat and there's no one on it except for, like, a few skeletons and that's it. And you're given this, like, tool, this, like, this pocket watch tool and a notebook. And the notebook has in it a list of the crew and pictures of all of their faces from, like, paintings that the artist on board drew and uh layout of the ship and the route that the ship was going to take and the and the story is is in chapters and you um you don't necessarily know what's going to happen in all the chapters the chapters are all laid out you know roughly what happens so you know that chapter seven there's something that happens that that means that that chapter was called the doom but you don't know what happened um the book was given to you by someone who was on the ship so that's a little tidbit but basically, you've got this stopwatch. It's this magic stopwatch. There's, there's a fair bit of magic in this game, which is strange, but it's okay. So you've got this magical stopwatch. It's got a skull on it. And whenever you find a body on the ship, you can open up the stopwatch, and it, like, rewinds time, and you get to, like, relive the moment of that body's, like, of that person's death. So you hear the preceding, like, 10 to 15 to 20 seconds of that person's life up until the moment when they die basically and then once once that happens the the scene comes alive and you're in the scene as it happens and you're moving around and all these actors are there and in and in this like frozen moment in time and so you it's sort of like a diorama yeah yeah totally yeah that's 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 a really good way to put it it's like a bunch of like set pieces and with that mechanic in mind, you have to then piece together who everyone is and what happened to them. And there's like 60 crew members on board this ship and it goes across like weeks of travel and, it, and it's really cool. It's sort of, the, the way I, had, I was thinking of like describing it is like if it was, it reminds me of a puzzle game like The Witness crossed with like, like Clue, you know, like, or is it Cluedo? I don't remember the, the board game where it's like, you know, it's Cluedo. Yeah, it reminded Cluedo. me of Cluedo. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it was it was Natalie Tinkman in the in the library with the with the the like the fireplace poker. See, I had like, the Simpsons version of Cluedo, so every time I go, it was Mr. Burns <laughs> in the nuclear power plant with the donut. <laughs> Who killed Mr. Burns though? <laughs> Who shot? Mr. I don't know. Burns? That's yeah. that's the one I meant. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's so a like, good joke, nevertheless. Like, yeah. Well, thank you. It that's that's like the the base level like mechanics of the game, and it works surprisingly well. Like it, what it means happens is you 
you find the story out in bits and pieces that are completely out of order because you're finding these bodies really like naturally on board like you're finding them however you can find them and they don't happen to be laying around in order of when they died <laughs> yeah so and also as you open up more memories the ship opens up a bit more so like if if a door is open in a memory then that door becomes open on the ship and most of the doors are closed when you get there so uh the the ship every, everything sort of opens up to you the, the more you um the more you explore the more you do there's also stuff like if you if there's a like a dead body in a memory you can go back through into that memory as well um, yeah yeah so if the body's no longer on the ship but it was in the memory then you can you go to that body's memory through that first memory that you're in yeah it's it's a very it's a very unique game there's not a lot of games that have presented this sort of concept with such a high level of I don't know, intellect like it's it's a very yeah. it's a very I cannot imagine how difficult it would have been to plan out mm, I was thinking that as well it's like oh, absolutely it, yeah. it makes my brain hurt to like think about how things happen let alone like thinking about trying to program this game yeah to I know game. like I actually got legitimately overwhelmed like trying to like think through all the things that could be happening in this game because the story is out of order and because um, you don't know who everyone is and what happened to them all, and you're and you've been told to figure it out, and you know you want to be able to do all the, you know you want to be able to do it all well. Like I I got really overwhelmed because I was like I don't think I can do this. I don't even have a clue who all these people who are going to be. How am I going to try and figure this out? This is too much. It's too much. Like it like actually got to me because I was I was really invested, but it was so much. I remember when I opened the um the crew photograph for the first time and saw like how many people like they say 60 you're like yeah i can see 60 and then you like look at the photo you're like fuck that's really 60 yeah um, yeah. <laughs> yeah and like and none of them look familiar like like none of them like look you know like at, well, at the start i mean and like the through as yeah. you play the game that you sort of re- start to recognize who they are and stuff like yeah, that but totally. like looking at that first picture and thinking like i have to name all these people with nothing mm. to go on yeah like it's it's good it's good and it's as, lot, yeah. especially with the art style of the game like it's yeah it's yeah, it definitely it's done in a it's it's done in such a cool like everything like when you're not moving you feel like you're just looking at a photograph a lot of the mm. time mm. um which is you know uh, somewhat well not somewhat it is completely applicable because a lot of the game is about putting names to faces um yeah. in illustrations and photos and it's. Oh, and I feel like. It's, no, sorry, go on. No, no, but. No, you go. Well, like, I'm just saying, yeah, like it's it's a, the game feels somewhat drawn, and the faces that you see, on the ship of the characters, are the ones that are in the photos. I did. I did wonder about that because I think they did a really good job of getting that across. Like on the models, their faces look like what they look like in the photos. Like they they nailed that pretty well. Yeah, there's no Most like that. The, there's no like emotion in any of the faces, so you can't really get like, you know, you have to go through the, like the dialogue and you have to go through their physical actions for how they're feeling, um, because you know none of are emot- none of them are emoting. So you can, if someone dies or whatever, you can't see if someone's happy or sad or struggling or whatever. They're all just like 
stoic. Most, I feel, I feel like I saw some faces if someone was like yelling. I think the mouth was open, but it, there was no like you know there was nothing in the eyes. There was no like eyebrows. No, not really or any expression like or anything like that. No. Yeah, yeah. I feel like also now is a good time to mention the art style. Um, at least just what it is. It's sort of, it's this two tone art style throughout the whole game. This like pixelated two tone style. So if something's not white, it's black basically. Um, but it's on a realistic like three D model of a ship with realistic shadows and stuff. So. Um, it's this sort of it's almost like ASCII art. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It it has this real old school computer monitor vibe. It's based um, on Macintosh games, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but with like three D gaming sensibilities. Because mm. um, you can like change modern. the style of it a little bit. Mm. Like, well, like, at least yeah, the I saw that you can you can change it so that it's like green and black and like red and black, which yeah. looked awful. But <laughs> yeah, no, like the, um, the the default one is the best looking one. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It was like a, um, it was like a pixel. You know what it was? I, this time last week I saw Spider Verse, and it reminded me if how in that movie they've got like comic stylings all over all of the frames. How there's yep. those like uh, dot stylings or like those strike stylings, so you can sort of see the comic book like um, uh, influence. And this one reminded me of that, but for like old school computer monitors. Um, it was like they overlaid this like computer filter over everything yeah so it's interesting it means that you know this isn't a very high fidelity game but it gets everything across really well and really evocatively um yeah so i don't know i, I should probably go into the story now How, so i've got a minute have i yeah hang yes. on, on let me get let me get this out oh boy <clears throat> all right you start talking I'll you have a minute to basically go through an adaption of a book that doesn't exist I had to I had to write this out yeah. so that I got it all right. It's literally more than three pages. So <laughs> if you spend I'll like try... twenty seconds on each or ten seconds on each chapter, you should be good. Okay, I'll try and do that. Some are shorter than others. Go um, whenever whenever you feel like it. Okay, I will just give a little bit of backstory first. Oh, uh, that's no, 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 just a little bit, just a little bit. All right. Um, so on board the ship, uh, f- they they're called uh Formosan royalty. They're from Formosa. These are uh, people. Basically, ta- I looked that up. Ta- Taiwanese. Yeah, Formosa was a republic in Taiwan for basically like six months or something in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Um. So if I if ever I'm talking about someone who's Formosan, it's someone basically who's Taiwanese. Um. Okay. So, three, two, one, go. I'm gonna do chapter one. Loose cargo. Uh, everyone gets ready to set sail on the Oberdin. It's headed for south of Africa. There are four Formosan, Formosan nationals on it. They're guarding their cargo. There's passengers on board. There are 45 crew members. On board is a stowaway inside of a barrel who is dropped during a cargo malfunction and killed. The cargo also falls on someone else. Uh, their brother blames someone for their death. It's very sad. Uh, two, a bit of cold. Off the coast of France, two crew members who came aboard with an illness uh, die slowly, not long after setting sail. Not much more to be said after that. That's fine. Three, murder. Off the coast of the Canary Islands, uh, one of the Formosan guards is knocked out as the second mate tries to steal their cargo, the Formosan cargo. Um, uh, one of the passengers comes along, notices the crime, and uh, the second mate, Edward Nichols, kills the passenger who notices. Uh, then the second mate frames the Formosan guard with the murder of the passenger who came along to investigate. Uh... There's no way I'm going to be able to do this in a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's already been a minute. 
Really? Yeah. Okay, so do I go more top level or do I keep going? No, I keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Alright. You got so three the minutes. next day. Oh, okay, the next day, the guard who was knocked out falsely confesses to killing the passenger and is executed by firing line. The following evening, Nichols, the second mate, his steward, and a number of lower level crew members kidnap uh, two more of the Formosan nationals and steal the chest that was part of the cargo. Um, inside of the chest is a glowing seashell as well, I feel that is pertinent to point out. Um, they knock out a bunch of crew members, get into the rowboats, and leave for the Oberdin, killing someone else on, along their way. Well, not long after the boats, the rowboats have set sail, uh, they're trying to get away from the Oberdin, this, this stowaway crew. The two Formosa nationals are saying that they have to, uh, make sure the chest doesn't go into the ocean, and if the monsters come to stay down, and then, as if on cue, the monsters come. Three different mermaid-like monsters start assaulting the boats. They resemble mermaids but are covered in spikes, which they use as deadly projectiles. One of them has a glowing shell in its hair, like the one in the chest. I don't know whether it's a new shell or the same shell as the one in the chest. It's very unclear. Uh, basically, everyone is killed. Uh, one of the Formosa Nationals frees themselves and opens the chest, which lets out this magical fire that shoots out into the sky and like like a, and it like seeks out all of the mermaids and like stuns them which is really weird but the person who opens it dies as well the only person left alive on the boats is Nichols the second mate who's the one who organized the whole thing he drags aboard all of the mermaids bodies and heads back to the Oberdin when he gets there, he gets shot by the final Formosa National because obviously something bad's happened and, I don't know, he shoots him. It's bad. So basically no one's left alive except the mermaids who are all, like, unconscious. Um, I think he shoots him because he, like, kidnapped him, right? Yeah, no, he shoots them, but also yeah. he knows he knows stuff about, like, the chest. Maybe he's like, yeah, don't come true. here, like, you got to get away. It's, it's unclear. Okay, Chapter 5, Unholy Captives. The crew start working on bringing the bodies from the robots aboard. Uh, while this happens, the captain has brought uh, the final guard, uh, the foremost guard above deck, to get some answers about the chest and what may have happened. Uh, one of the crew members translates the words to uh, the man's name is Chio. Chio says that everything that has happened is their own fault and that the shell must be protected. The translation is imperfect and the crew don't get to hear that the shell needs to be protected before Chio and the man behind him are impaled by a spike that is shot out from one of the mermaids that is being hoisted up to the deck. The crew continue to bring the mermaids aboard anyway. While taking the mermaids below deck, one of them whips their tail about and kills the cook. This prompts the crew to drop the mermaids down the stairs, crushing the head of another crew member. The mermaids are then stowed away in the lazarette. While this is happening, the captain's steward, Philip Dahl, attacks a crew member, cutting off his leg. The crew member later dies from the injury. Philip says the beasts must be thrown overboard, lest they kill the whole crew. The captain, who is mortified by his steward's treachery, orders Philip to be locked away with the mermaids. Uh... Okay. So, that's half of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Six. Soldiers of the Sea. The Oberdin has changed course, less than halfway to its destination of Africa, and is heading back to England. A storm comes along in the evening. A crew member is struck by lightning and falls from the rigging, which looked amazing in this excellent. art style, like, by that the was way. One of the, yeah. That was one of the screenshots I had to take. Like, I only took two screenshots, and that was one of them. This game had me going like, whoa, like a bunch of times, with a lot of the events that are about to start happening. Mm. Um... And, but also with, like, the mermaids and, like, the fire going to the sky. Like, a lot of the times I audibly called out, like, What the... Like, uh, what? <laughs> like, it was really shocking each time. Um, but that lightning scene was incredible with this mm -hmm. art style. Uh, crew member struck by lightning. As this happens, two gigantic spiky spider creatures 
crawl up from the sides of the ship and start assaulting the crew. They were they fucked kill... up. Yeah. Oh, right. And like if anything sounds... scared, if anything scared me in this game, it was those fuckers. Like yeah, yeah. like they had like yeah, a me too. body covered in like that. Yeah. Ten- oh. And you had to you had to walk so close to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and like they over the top of fucked them. everyone up. Oh, it was ter- that was terrifying. Like I had shivers. I'm getting shivers right now thinking about it. Um, even although you only see them in like stop motion, you hear them in motion beforehand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's fucked up. They kill seven different crew members, including the carpenter and the butcher, as they make their way down into the hold to hold to rescue the mermaids. They shoot spikes out of their body very similarly to the mermaids. Perhaps they are their parents or something. They look very similar, but I realize later they weren't them. Although I, I want to point this out now. I want to ask a question later. But they all had like bodies on them that were like, like covered up. I yeah. don't know if you saw that. That, that. that was what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that bit later. I want to ask questions about that. Um, some crew members are impaled, some clawed. One person gets shot by mistake through a wall. It's a very scary and bad time. The crew does end up killing both of them, though, with explosive muskets and fire. One of the spiders is held in the cargo. The other is tossed overboard. Seven, the doom. Later in the evening, or perhaps the next night, a storm rolls around again, or maybe it's the same storm. Some of the crew are stealing a rowboat to escape the Oberdin. Nathan Peters, who is the brother of the man who died at the very start, believes uh, strikes a man that he believes is responsible for the cargo incident that killed his brother. At the same time, a gigantic squid slash kraken turns up and does kraken-y things. It tears people apart, it crushes people with cannons, it brings down rigging. The crew fight, cutting off tentacles, throwing gunpowder barrels at it, they do everything they can. The gunner, helmsman, and the captain's wife all die, along with 13 other crew members. Now, this is where we get to chapter 8 in the book, which is sort of held a secret, um, until, unless... Yeah, so the person who gives you the book says, unless you can solve all of the parts of this book, um, this will stay secret with me. Uh, so I'll, I'll do chapter 9 and 10, and then we can discuss chapter, chapter 8, because chapter 8 is, like, the true ending, I guess. Uh, so there's this missing bit in the middle, then chapter 9. Escape. Later that evening, Alfred Klestel dies from injury sustained during the Kraken fight. He asks Olus and John Davies how the crew killed the Kraken. They reply that they didn't, just that the captain came out of the hold, saying that he had chased it off. Alfred then says, A curse like that does not lift for nothing. Olus declares that the captain cannot be trusted, and he plans to take the ship, sail it to the east near northern Africa, and sell their supplies and the shells. Meanwhile, above deck, a group of four are trying to take a rowboat off the Oberdin with help from the senior crew. The group includes Henry Evans, the ship's surgeon. Uh, Leonid Volkov sees this and declares that they won't take the last boat. He kills one of the crew that are helping the escapees. As Leonid makes to attack the people in the boat, the captain orders him to leave them alone and raises his weapon. Before he has a chance to strike, one of the escapees, Emily Jackson, shoots Leonid with a rifle. Before any more trouble befalls them, the rowboat leaves with its four passengers. And it should be noted that all four of those passengers are alive in Africa. That is where they are, including the surgeon. Um, back below deck, Thomas Lank, a young midshipman, overhears Olus and John Davies' discussion. As they notice Thomas lurking, he runs, screaming, Mutiny! Olus knifes Thomas, who crawls away from the fight. John Davies is shocked and wrestles with Olus for a gun. He is successful and manages to shoot Olus dead. The crew upstairs with the rowboat away hear this and run down to help. Henry Brennan clubs Davies as he had just shot Olus, ob- oblivious to the reasons of why. The first mate finds Thomas, but as the surgeon had left the boat, they cannot save him. The crew of four, uh, yes, no, they're alive in Africa. Yes, no, that's fine. Okay, we don't need to read that. And then chapter 10, the end. It's the morning. The captain has locked himself away in his quarters. There are only three other crew members left. The first mate and Henry Brennan try to knock down his door, saying they'll take more than the shells if he doesn't open up. 
The captain opens the door and shoots the first mate. Henry Brennan makes his way inside, asking where the shells are. The captain declares they're at the bottom of the ocean. Brennan attacks and in the scuffle loses the fight to the captain. While this was happening, Lewis Walker, the final crew member, has come around the back of the quarters from above deck. He sneaks behind the captain and knives him. The captain acts quickly, grabbing a large piece of, piece of furniture and strikes Walker in the head. The captain makes his way to where his wife is being kept on the ship, where he dies beside her. The end. Nice work. So that went forever. Uh, <laughs> was that like seven minutes? Nine minutes. Jesus. <laughs> I hope I hope it was okay. I don't know. During that, um, Jeremy bought me a game on Steam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna bring it up mid thing. <laughs> no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, um, Gangster <laughs> Sniper. Gangster thank you, Sniper. Thank you so much. Mm. <laughs> Why did you do? We should. <laughs> did you, did I don't you, know if we can trust read the you thing? to do this. Do it, game Jeremy. spoilers. I'm buying this during Kerry's recap. I hope it's funny. Game on. <laughs> That's like specifically your sense of humor. Like. <laughs> Uh, classic (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no that was really long winded it's a really complicated story like because it is all about how everyone lived and died and I sort of don't really know any other way to tell it than that so I hope that was okay to listen to if it's crap I'll cut it out wait did you go in detail into the bargain no, we're going to do yet. that now. We'll, we'll right. go into that. Right, okay. I so, was about to say, like, um, I knew all of that. Yeah, so I wanted to mention, you can end the game without finding out everyone's fate. Um, basically, when you get, like, groups of three people's fates correct and their identities, the book is like, congratulations, you got these right, and, like, writes it in pen. Yeah, so, um, like, it, it, it sets it in stone, so you can't, like, mess up the answers that you've gotten right. Exactly, um, and it also means that you can't just guess one and they'll be like, yes, you got it. You've got to guess a number of them correct, and then it will confirm them for you. It's um, a very clever way of making sure that you don't just, like, accidentally get through it. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like, I, I finished the game, I think, with about 30 or 33 uh, answers correct, and a bunch of them which I haven't don't know because I haven't, com- like, 100% of the game. Yeah, um, and then so uh, I... June and I, June and I both completed all of their identities. We, we found all of them, um, which unlocks for you the bargain chapter. If you get off the boat, if you finish the story of the Oberdin without finding out everyone's identity and fate, um, you do not get revealed to you what happens in uh, chapter eight, the bargain. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I guess we'll we'll go into what happens there at the end. Can can I ask Jeremy what happens if you get off the boat without finding everyone's fates? Uh, you basically there's a, there's go a back. There's a couple of different endings for this one if you do, depending on how many you've solved. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I basically got a letter saying like uh, something about like the what was his name? Peters. It's Henry Evans, I think. So Henry Evans. So the surgeon who sends you the book, he asks you to send it back once you get off the boat. Yeah, Henry died and said he regretted sending it to me. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, you yeah. fuck you too. I had a good time. I think if you, if you get off the boat and you've done, like, maybe 40-ish, or you've only got, like, a couple left, like, he'll still say, like, it wasn't you that killed him. Like, because, yeah. like, um, I think, like, if you don't do, like, any, or, like, yeah, if once you send him the book, he dies of, like, shock or something like that. Um, oh, Or, like, wow. disappointment. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is that is that all? You just get the 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 note, and that's it. Pretty yeah. much. Um, you can rewind it so you can keep going. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I had filled out everyone's fates. I just I just worked and worked and worked on the boat after I found all of the like chapters and then just tracked everyone's movements and um tried to figure out who everyone was i did look up one guide although it did a really good job of like not giving it away which i really appreciated so uh basically what happens if you find all of the things you get off the boat uh you send the book away and then one year later you get a parcel back from henry or from one of the crew who got away with henry basically um and she writes that he died of his illness not long after receiving the book, but he was very glad that we were able to uh, sort of do the story justice, I guess. Right, um, okay. And so he gives you... You're, you're sent back the book of the Obra Dinn. You're sent back the, the note, and you're also sent back a monkey's paw. On the ship, there is a, like a pet monkey that like, hangs about on people's like, shoulders and stuff. Mostly with the doctor, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so. I yeah. think so. So, when you... You can use the monkey's paw as a corpse like you would on the Obra Dinn and, you, you've, and he sends back the pocket watch. No, you, already, you still have the pocket watch. So you get out the pocket watch and you use it on the paw and it starts you at, at the end of chapter 8 in the bargain. Um, so what Henry Evans did was he must have cut off the paw of the monkey, or it was already off in the fight, fighting or whatever, but whatever. He's got the paw of the monkey, he throws in the pet monkey and then shoots it. And that way the corpse is in the lazarette in the Obra Dinn. And that means that anyone who gets the monkey's paw can then see what happens in the Obra Dinn, in the lazarette, which the I thought was really interesting. Yeah, the lazarette's locked at this stage, so you can't go in. Yeah, it's locked It's locked always. So you, you And there's a couple of windows, but you can barely see what's in there. Yeah. Um, and you can never you can never go in there when you're actually on the ship. Can you? I never tried. Yeah, no, there's a big big old lock on the door. Yeah, there's a lock. Um, so the lazarette is where they stowed the mermaids when they brought them aboard. Uh, the three of them. It's where they put Philip, um, whatever his last name is, uh, but the captain's steward, uh, Philip Dahl, after he attacks a crew member. So he's in there. Um, and the mermaids are all sort of in these like three like water tanks. These like fenced off like. Yeah, they're these, like, water cells, basically. Like, a prison cell, but with water in them. I don't really know what their purpose is, but maybe, like, storing fish or whatever. But anyway, they're in there. They're locked in these three cells, each of them. Philip's in there, and, and there's also another body in there when you, when you get in. So, Philip's dead. There's another body in there that's dead. That's the third mate. And one of the cells is open. And as you rewind time, you find out that... Um, so yeah, Henry throws in the monkey and kills it so you can see. And then the next thing that happens before that is one of some of the crew come in to free the free the the third mermaid that's there. It kills someone on the way, but they're they're just trying to free it because they they made a bargain with it. Um and they give it the shells back and they they toss it overboard eventually. Um and the bargain that was made, you find out, is the captain, while the Kraken was attacking, went down into the hold, into the lazarette and like screams at them and is like you brought this monster to our ship send it back i will kill every last one of you if you don't send this thing back send your monster away and like shoots the first one and then stabs the second one 
and then there's this third one that's left, and I guess that one was left alive while the Kraken left, so he didn't kill it. Um, right. So, like, yeah, when you when you're doing the bargain, you 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 um you use the pocket watch on the bodies of the mermaids as well that are in the tanks. Right. Okay. And it's basically just him screaming at them. Um, and then the the final one, which is like the first chronological memory, is Philip when he gets put into the um into the room. I forgot to mention the chest is in there as well that like shoots the magic fire and has the shell in it. And he like opens the chest when when he's in there and like touches it and it burns him alive. Which is really weird. There's a lot of questions about what that chest is. Um so that's like the ending. It turns out the the the, the captain bargained with the mermaids that like brought the monsters onto the ship. Right, okay. The end. I don't know if that was enough that it was sort of kept secret to the end. Because I, I mean, sort of I agree. I pieced it, literally all of that together apart from the monkey's paw. Did you know they were dead, the mermaids? Uh, no, but I thought they were dead anyway. Yeah, I thought the mermaids were the spiders. I thought they had like gone through the like open hatch in the lazarette and like come out the other side as spiders because right. they'd been like powered up by the fire in the water or whatever. Right. Okay. But no, they were they were separate. They were in the Lazarus the whole time. Um, this is my issue with like the ending of this game. Like it's like super unsatisfying. Mm. And like yeah. after and like after this, you know, you close the book and then you put it in the bookshelf and then that's it. Yeah, the ending is your character <laughs> closes the book, puts, puts it in the shelf, and then it says the end. Then um, <laughs> like for example, like how did who is it? Henry Evans? How did he get he- the pocket the- watch in the first place? Like yes, how did he find and like it? and what is it? And how did he know the, what it did? Like, or... Um... Like, he must have known, because, like I said before, like, he, he threw the monkey in there so that someone would be able to find out what happened yeah. in that in that room. Or, like, um... What... What bargain was it? Like, how did he... Like, I don't know if killing two of the mermaids would have made the Kraken go away. Like, how... No, it was... So work? it would have it would have been, like, one of... Like, the mermaids would have, like, called the Kraken... And so he like basically it would it would have ended up being a bargain with the final mermaid because the other two were dead. So it was like I'm look I'm killing your friends. I'm going to kill you too if you don't send this thing away. That's the bargain. Yeah, I guess. Yeah this this game ends with so many questions. Like mm. you can put all that together and I like it kind of makes sense and it doesn't make sense when you're going through it. But. Like, there are so many questions. I have a list of questions. <laughs> I guess, but, yeah, and that's what kind of just made it unsatisfying to me, personally. Can we go through the list of questions? <laughs> okay. Um, have you... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my first one... A lot of these kind of get answered by the bargain. Um, because, like I said, I thought for a long time that the mermaids were the spiders because they looked and were so similar. Right, but it's kind of clear because the mer- the the spiders were sort of like storming to get to the lazarette. They they were there to free the the, the mermaids. The spiders yeah. were. Um, so I, I, like you also of- see the mermaids get dragged aboard. Yeah, but I, what I th- again because I went into the laz- I went to the window of the lazarette and saw that the 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 tank was open. That went it looked I thought it went like into the ocean. Oh um, right, you thought it was like so. A I thought the thing. mermaids got like super powered by the chest, but were like knocked out. And then they, like, come alive, free themselves, and then, like, come up the sides of the ship and come back in through the top as, like, super-powered-up versions of themselves. But um, I think it turned out that that wasn't right. 
Right. Okay. So that question has been answered. The mermaids don't get super powered by the chest. They just get stunned by the, the fire in the chest. Um, why, what, so what are those spiders and why do they have people spiked upon them when they climb on board? I mean, it's all like, you know, pirate fantasy stuff, you know, like... You think cra- it's just theming? Like, you don't think the bodies matter? I mean, they, they look like Japanese spider crabs. Um, okay. And, you know, they're sort of, they, they just sort of look like mythical monsters, I'm assuming. I'm not really reading anything too into the bodies out on top of it, because they weren't like... They look like bodies, but they probably weren't really bodies. They were just sort of like figment of bodies. They Yeah, no, they looked, it looked like... So the, the spider had this, like, spiky main body and then all of these, like, clawed tentacle things outside of it, like legs and claws. Yeah. But sitting on top of the spikes on the body, it looked like there was, like, a person straddling each one and they were covered with, like, this cloth. Yeah. Um, I couldn't figure out whether they'd been, like, sacrificed. Maybe it's, like, what the mermaids look like after, in the end. Like, the mermaids get, like... They become more spiky creature than person creature and like how? the husk of their mermaidness is left on the body I don't know. How, <laughs> how many people fell overboard on the the two boats with the ship on it with the chest on it oh um because there was one i know there was one but was it was about five or, it was almost all the only the only bodies that didn't go overboard were the two formosans actually oh okay okay so it was that, nichols that, and that the formosans so yeah because there were like four or five crew members who went overboard Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, the, the only persons, the only people that Nichols leaves in the boats is the mermaids, the two Formosans, and, and himself, uh, when he arrives back at the, um, the thing. Um, what other questions do I have? Why are the Formosans on the ship? Why do they have that chest cargo? And what the fuck is it? <laughs> What is this chest that has this magical fire inside? What I mean, are the glowing shells? It's why the... are they on the ship? Where are they taking it? Why are they there? What is... Why? I mean, it's, it's you know, it's the... It's whatever the Formosan version of the Ark, I'm assuming. Right. Pandora's box. Yeah. You know, it's the... It's the, the, the thing not from this world and they're tasked with guarding it. Riddle me this, Jeremy. Why on earth did they take it by ocean <laughs> because kerry they started in england and they, could they have cr- crossed to france and gone the rest of the way by land what via what <laughs> Vi- uh, what do you mean carriage how would they get by carriage to from england to france no they like take the, the tube channel. no i'm <laughs> So, they clearly got, they got, they only got to, like, Central America before things like monsters started attacking, right? So they could have, from England, crossed the channel to France by boat, fine, and then gone the rest of the way to South Africa by land. Monsters, monsters didn't start attacking until the boat, uh, until the chest got taken onto the boat, the little... Which was, which is around the time of the Canaries. The Canaries? So all of the chapters, they have a location on them. Oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The Canary Islands. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Which is like... Cent- oh, no. It's not Central America. It's like... Um, it's it's like north... It's islands north of Africa. Yeah. It's like... it it the, the, Nothing happened... Like, n- none of the monsters started showing up until 
the what the chest was put on the rowboat yes that's a good point actually when it was put closer they must have assumed it was safe which it was safe until vice captain dipshit <laughs> yeah the to... second mate <laughs> he really was wasn't he what was, what was his goal that's, that's so that's another question right does Nichols premeditate the coup is he trying to sell the treasure like why did he know what to do what he did how did he recruit so many people like there's so many questions about why Nichols like got that I know maybe it was just as simple as like hey these guys are guarding something important and I don't know what it is it must be important then so I'm gonna take it like maybe it's that simple but I can't help but wonder if it's like like maybe he's being paid off by enemies of the Formosans to like sell it to them and they'll they're gonna unleash a spider army or something like yeah there's I nothing understand. Th- there's nothing here I'm, I'm looking at the wiki at the moment there's nothing here to give him any sort of intention apart no, from he greed just, he just like does it yeah um he was also the one that framed one of the one of yeah, the Formosans so as well yeah so he knocks out the guard who's guarding the cargo and then kills the Italian old gentleman who comes to check it out. Pasqua. Yeah, Nunzio Pasqua. Uh, I, though I, want, I wanted to point out here, in the picture, Nunzio is playing the violin mm. in the crew picture. And in his scene where he dies, the violin is quite a prominent uh, instrument. I, um, I, I love the set dressing in this game. It's incredible. It's, like, it's a lot of attention to detail with like the minutiae of everything. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then another question I've got is why does the guard falsely confess to killing Nunzio Pasqua? Yeah, that's it. I was confused about that. Like, surely that just means that, like, it makes it easier for Nichols to steal the crew. Why does he even think, like, sure, he opens up the cargo, right? And then he thinks to steal the... the not just steal the chest, but kidnap two of the people as well? Like, oh, I just don't get it. I guess um, 1800s were a simpler time. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you think how people, people die just by, like, negligence and, like, stupidity. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I mean, that's a really good point. Like, yeah. when the, when the, um, <laughs> that scene where they're bringing the mermaids on board, that chapter, that whole yeah. thing is so silly. Yeah. The guy's like, like, oh, this is a fancy shell. I'm gonna pick yeah, it up. Yeah, he's like, Ooh, yeah. this looks like a good meal. Thwack! He's dead. <laughs> They're like bringing the mermaids on board. And then they and drop then, like, it onto the guy and it crushes his head at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, yeah. They they drop the, the cargo carrying stuff. One guy gets so scared that he cuts off another crew member's leg. And then see, while they're see, bringing the mermaids on board. I'm wondering about that. Like, um, I read some stuff saying that it was because um, the shells and stuff made people go insane. Yeah, I, I, think, oh. I think that is what it was. That it was... The, because when he goes like, "Ooh, what a pretty shell!" I think it's like a hypnotizing. Kind of I mean, like it's it's called the calling. There's that chapter yeah. called the. Call- I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Or like, um, did they? Oh, no, the, the calling was the the one in the boat. Yeah, that's the, what I mean. Like it's 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 the calling to steal. Yeah. The the, um, the treasure. And the guys that want to. Sorry, the the guys that want to um. Mute, you know, commit mutiny. Like, was that because they were insane as well? Oh, that's a good point. Because there's a bunch of different groups that do it. Because yeah. 
in chapter nine, when there's like the two people who do it and then they like knife that young guy, the people who stop that from happening, who like set the people free on the boat, are the same people who try to take down the captain in the next chapter. That's it, yeah. So you're, that's a good point. Maybe the, the shells do sort of like they're like they're not safe it's super weird and it, it's great because it really I, I it feeds into that sort of like fairy tale pirate treasure stories stuff that i i like i don't have much of a, like a stake in that but I, I like how mythical it went it was very um this is what i'm wondering as well like would have would have it would have made more sense if we uh like any of us had i'm not sure about you jeremy but like had more knowledge about like mythical sea creatures. <laughs> oh, like, so um, sort of like like playing God of War, like the originals, when you already know about Greek mythology, sort of a deal. I mean, I've never played God of War, but yes, I sh- I assume. No, I mean, right. but just like <laughs> knowing the like the history of the setting. Yeah, and so like I was reading some stuff, and um, and they were saying like uh, you know, Krakens always need um. You know, they're always looking for something and stuff like that. I don't know. Just, like, there's a reason behind... Um, what are they called? Harpies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or, are they, or are these... I don't know. Or sirens? Siren, yeah. No, something like no, that. No, sirens, they, they have, like, calls. These were just, like, attacking things. What, do you um, mean the mermaids? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they were just mermaids. Do you think? Yeah, I mean... It looked a lot like mermaids. They were just, like, super spiky and militant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, people are saying, like, it's because, uh, like, in the bargain chapter, they need to sacrifice, like, because uh, they've killed, like, three of their mermaids, or two of their mermaids, like, they need to kill three of... I don't know. Um, yeah. It, it, there's a, there are a lot of open ends in this story. Yeah. And it, I don't think that takes away from the process of finding out what happened and the, the, the gameplay or the, I, like, I don't, I kind of don't mind that there's a lot of open-ended questions in this because it makes sense for this, for the way the gameplay unfolds where you yeah. only have these fragments of time where people have died like, think of all the conversations that people are having in between all of these chapters and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot that we, by nature, we have to miss because we can only see so much. Um, but it means that yeah, we just have so many questions. So, so <laughs> the, the Wikipedia lists the beings as sirens. Sirens. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a wiki. Um, and... Yeah, like, it's this game sort of feels like it's you are creating a legend almost you know like you're creating mm. a like a mythological tale of like of of a cursed like ship basically like there yeah. was there was no way that this mission was ever going to succeed um with the crew that was on board and the goal that they had yeah and it was just about watching the collapse of everything, basically. What a cursed journey. Four out of 60 people left alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this is the definition of, like, just cursed. I mean, they really did bring that on themselves, though. They did. I know. It was, it was awful. I think, um, 
I think for me, the the reason why this game is so good is because of its mechanics and not because of its story. Like the story was really good, but its story wasn't, you know, a ten out of ten. Whereas the mechanics and like working through it were ten yeah. out of ten. So I I agree. It's like the way you find out the story and like the order that you find out the story and the way it's told to you. Yeah. I think helped to make the story very compelling. The story in and of itself, like the way I had to read it out just then. I think you're right. It's not necessarily a very strong story but the way it's told in this game is very special i would say yeah and also the way the way the mechanics work with the story i think is one of its biggest like it's one of its most positive points like the way they interact and interweave how do you mean like as in the mechanic of like you are uncovering different parts of the story and you literally have to put it together yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I, it's it's basically you're given a bunch of pages and you have to write the book. Yeah, totally. Although you have to do it out of order. Yep. I I do really like that. I like that this is like a um that it is so out of order because it it was really mind-bending. I haven't been so compelled by a game in a long time and I sort of get to the end and I'm like, "Oh, I kind of have all these answers and I'm a bit satisfied and I'm not really compelled to go back because I've done it. Um, but going through it for the first time, like, it's pretty special, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I haven't been this compelled to, like, continue to keep playing a game like this in a long time. Yeah, like, I, like when I'm done with, um, like, you know, when I'm back just to playing games on my own, like, I probably will go back and uh, get all the characters um, for this game because... It's fun figuring out, like, you know, like, you've told me the story, but it doesn't help me finish the game, you know, like, I totally. like, I, like I, I still don't know who is who by name or by face. Fair enough. Were there some things in that thing where you were like, oh... Um, only that it was or... somewhat clever to have the monkey's paw, um, that's sort of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Shall we go through and say, like, favourite parts? Or, like, what we didn't like? You know, how we do, like, one point each? Yeah, I yeah, think we yeah. can, we could, like, move into our, our, like, normal structure now. So I think, like, I think this game deserved that sort of longer opening, but, um... So I, I hope that's okay, listeners. But, yeah, I think we should move into our, our general thoughts now, yeah. Who wants to start? Who wants to start? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay, so I had, um... Towards the end, there was... Things that, like, I knew were right, but mm. um, I wasn't getting them right, obviously, because, you know, I'd get three, and then the one that I thought would, was right wasn't one of those. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's because some of the death options are, like, very similar, so, like, speared and spiked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I and got mi- mixed up sometimes, and... Um, and I, there was I also a clawed. Yeah, clawed and torn apart, I think, was one yeah. of them as well. Right. It's like, oh, this is, like, I wish, like, that's my only sort of um, gripe, I suppose, with, like, that mechanics. Like, I wish they sort of yeah. made it a little bit more clear. Yeah, I um, think that's fair enough. Because it was so frustrating because, like, I was like, this is right. Like, I- I'm sure this is right. And then I was doubting myself and changing other things which were right in the first place and I was making them wrong. And, uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a pain. But I think for me, I, I figured out that spiked was the right way to go for like whenever they were speared by those well, those spikes from the monsters um, were they were speared by the spikes yeah I know but <laughs> like 
I, I think it worked well for me because when you chose spiked, it automatically uh, like filled in the words with spiked by a terrible beast. So I yeah. knew that you can, was like... You can do... Yeah, but you can do, like, speared by a terrible beast, too. Yeah, but it gives you the option to do, like, people as well. So I sort yeah. of knew that was different. And But but ultimately, like, I only knew that that was right once I got a few... Like, once I got one of the confirmations that had that in it. Mm. And I was like, oh, so that's... So that one was spiked, That and, that, and the book recognised that as spiked. Okay, I know now that that is spiked. It felt a bit, um... Yeah, sort of, like, wording it to make the book understand yeah no totally you sort of have to play within its parameters a bit like yeah i definitely had that feeling like whenever i saw it i'm like like in the in the boat when um uh it bends here uh, opens the chest um yeah. for the first time when it strikes and he like burns mm. oh my god um, and i couldn't tell he was oh that was frustrating as well i know like i looked at that i'm like what is this what am oh, i looking at do you at remember here? when um i actually got that one really quickly just because the next the next chapter was him still on fire. Yeah, no, I mean, I, that's fair enough. It's just, it just wasn't that clear, like, whether it was fire or whether it was, like, magic, uh, and there w- wasn't really that many options for, like, <laughs> sacrifice yeah, I mean, like, himself. The, and, yeah, like, like was the, there was strange. no option for magic, or and he wasn't electrocuted, so I it was, was like, oh. It was, like, using antiquated language with, uh, you know, an, an event that the language wasn't prepared for, you know? Yeah. Or, I for mean, example, yeah. sorry, when... um when the guy is being uh, shot by the, by, the, by the firing line and it's like, well, who killed him? Was it, you know, the gunner or was it the guy who literally killed him or was it the second mate? Like, Yeah. Oh, I really like that one because three of them missed. Yeah. And so yeah. you had to, like, line up the guns to figure out which one shot him. But, like, for, for, like I, I had it that like that for a while and, like, it wasn't working and obviously right. I didn't have a third one, right? But, yeah. like, I was like, well, this could be three people and, like, I have to just... I don't know, it was a bit of a pain in the ass. But Yeah, it, that that was I think that's one of my complaints with this game is that once you start getting past the obvious um uh fates and like people, like once you get to that like thirty mark that you're at, Jeremy, like it starts to become really not obtuse, but you do start having to guess. You have to start making generalizations, like mm. I mean like it does say that, but also like I think the reason it wants you to do that is because you do work for an insurance company <laughs> and so you have to like <laughs> like you have to do you have to use some generalizations for what what's gone what's happened here yeah totally and like um, i think it's interesting because the uh like i think the first instance i had of this was um you know the man who was torn apart by the kraken yeah mm-hmm. it was like M- marbo or something like that mm-hmm. yeah he just had one name and he was from like samoa or something like that uh, or like yeah or Tonga remember. it was Tonga right um and like the the in the game when you look at the picture the people's faces are obscured unless you have enough information to name them and then their faces become clear and he was one of the first faces that became clear even although he had no like the only thing that sort of gave him away was his tattoos he was the only one who's really tattooed like that so the only way that you can know that he's the guy from Tonga is if you know that Tongans tend to have a lot of like tribal tattoos and stuff like that. And I, I like there's a part of me that doesn't like how like stereotyping and generalized I had to be to get all of these people because that's what a lot of them were. It was yeah, like, especially okay. um, the Chinese men as well, like yes. the top the top men. Yes, exactly. Um, you had to be like, well, this guy looks like 
He's from Asia. Just need to find someone from Asia. I'll go through the four different names. I'll leave them there for a while, see if they get confirmed when I pick something else. And then, oh, look, they did. Great. And it's like, eh, I don't like that. <laughs> but Why not? You're just you're just trying to figure out who people are. Yeah, I mean, that's like, like I, I it, use the accents a lot. And I use, like... Oh, no. Th- and I feel like that's fair. It just... It, it started to feel cheap to me when a lot of the people who didn't have voices and were kind of just there a lot of the time, right. you just had to pick them based on their name and their like race. But you're also like, you know, like a lot of the like people of different ethnicities, like hung out the same places on the ships. Yeah. Um, so then it became about like occupation and it was like, oh, so this is like a group of like seamen. No, no, no. Um, but I mean, is in like, like, like all the Russians hung out together. Like they would all play cards, yeah. even though they were different roles. Yeah. Um. All the oh, what are they? What what were the Taiwanese called again? Formosans. Yeah. Like 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 they would always hang out together. Um. And so you could kind of tell the groups by like you know who was together on the ships because obviously they're speaking the same languages. Yeah. Um. The Indians as well. Um. I yeah, thought it was totally. a like. It it was it was a, it was a clever way I thought to like give some character to just the faces that are on the ship that don't really have any roles in the story apart from to die okay fair enough uh, there were um there were a lot of people who i did do because in that they're the people that you're getting in that last half is all of the people who don't have like speaking parts and yeah. are just sort of there for a few times and then get tossed overboard and during the kraken fight um but the it did there were a few times where it was like Oh, okay, I get it. The Russians are the ones playing cards, so that's these guys. So it's probably one of these two names. Um, it did become. It was a bit of a flow-on effect. Um, and like I said, I, I looked up one thing that sort of helped me. Well, it it made me feel okay with just guessing, because like before that I wasn't. I was like, no, I need to know for certain before I put this in. And then I was like. Okay, no, I just have to guess. This is the only way I can do this. If nah, towards the end, I was just, like, f- flipping through all those names. Like, is this one? Is this one? This one? Yeah. Like, waiting for the, the screen to pop up. Yeah. and th- But there were a few things, like, I-, I just started going back methodically. I was like, okay, now who's this guy? Now go to all of his memories. And then there were times where it was like, um, you know when the young guy gets uh, stabbed after he calls mutiny? Yeah. Mm. And the first mate finds him and he says, tell Pete's mother... I tried to pull him back to save him. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, Peter, uh, tried to pull him back, like save him from himself or something like that. Maybe Peter's like been really aggressive or bad or something like that during the fight. That was my <laughs> He thought about that way too hard. <laughs> yeah. But then it just ended up being the guy who got tossed overboard with the barrel. And I was like, oh, and they were hanging out earlier when they were bringing the mermaids down below deck. So I, I pieced it together that way. And it was sort of like, once you'd gone through the whole thing, previous sentences made a lot more sense and stuff like yeah. that. So there's a lot of cool detective work. Like in uh, that conversation, yeah. it was very much that he just wasn't Peter. So he was the... the He was Thomas. Yeah, like he was just the guy that wasn't Peter and Charlie was the one that threw up. So everything was like, oh, he's just the third one. Yeah, yeah. I liked the one in uh, downstairs. I don't remember. Was it in the cargo hold? I don't remember. Where yeah, the guy cuts off the, the dude's leg, and it's and they they say yeah. they drop a couple of names, and then a line in sw- is it Swedish? Um, yes, yes. To try and like, and it's not clear at the start. Like yeah, because there's like uh in that room, there's like four or five people there, and you've got to try and figure out who like who is speaking and who is speaking to who. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I think is clever because like you don't really know who John is. Um, 
and there's, yeah. actually, there's, two, there's two Johns as well. And, um, and you yeah, don't find so, out till later as well. Yeah. The thing that got me was that, um, like, because you get a transcript of each of the scenes that you can, like, read through, but a lot of those don't make as much sense when you... Um, read them as they do when you listen to them because there's a lot of like spatial audio stuff so it's like you can hear someone being carried away or you can hear some people talking in the distance or stuff like that um so in that scene where they were like it's all right john because he, he like talks to a couple of people a couple of different people in that sentence so i was like is john someone he's talking to or is he talking to the guy who's lost his leg or it, is yeah. he john or like yeah did anyone ever find the leg no I didn't either. I think it was the, the the bit of corpse that like took you to that memory. Yeah, it, and yeah, it, like that, rotted that, away. That, but like, yeah, that's the leg. Right. Okay. Um, was, I don't. I don't. I don't think you can find it in that scene. No, the 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 ship. It, you're in a really small scene in that in that memory. Yeah. Um. I think if I had to say anything, like the first thing on top of my head, um, is like. The music is incredible in this game. <laughs> the way it works with um, with your actions. So when it loads up a new memory and like the the music that like makes itself a part of each of the um, of the of the like chapters. The cha- each of the chapters has like their own theme, and and then when you find a new body in an old chapter and you have that like ghost specter that flies out of the the stopwatch and like the music that goes along with that, I thought it was all really, really good. I yeah. really enjoyed not just the music, but the the integration with the with the gameplay yep. um, that it had in this game. I was I thought that was really special. Yeah, I completely agree. Like the music in this was like really, really fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a fun story. Like it's it really took the edge off the tale. spookiness of it, I think. It took the edge off. Yeah, the spookiness took the edge of the music did um uh another thing here i've got my like i've got a few notes so i've got like my like written out like like appreciations and stuff like that then i've got all my questions and then i've got like stuff i wrote just while i was playing and so like the stuff i wrote at the start was like i love this tutorial although i am daunted capitals this seems quite difficult um but yeah like the tutorial where they were like showing you different parts of the thing and it was like boom 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 like the different bits of music like going along with the words i thought that was cool um i also really appreciated and i think i started to take it for granted but when you're in the um replays of the scenes and you can zoom in on the characters and it shows you their face in the picture Mm. i thought that was really great um it was very useful as well i uh, i also really liked the illustrator on the ship <laughs> yeah um how you know he's, he's obviously never drawn because he's the one that's doing the drawing yep. and so the the firing squad scene um with the execution yes. how you can you, you can go over and see him drawing the illustration that you see later like you, yeah, you just totally. see you use the illustration to solve the puzzle um and you can see him there with like a like a pad um, yeah, I thought that was really cool as well. Yeah. Um, especially just like just the start of that scene, where it was like, "Oh my god, it's the scene! I've seen this." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also liked um, the the first time that I saw the Kraken scene, which is yeah, you, so... you, you basically see like the climax of that scene the first time you you get into that chapter. Yeah. Or at least I did the, anyway. The captain's wife. Yeah, and it's just like 
oh this is the kind of game it is okay we're doing like kraken that that's very cool and like the, like the waves and the way the water looks yeah, the Kraken's tentacles looked so oh, cool yeah. in that art style as well. Yeah, and, 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 and all the, way, of the like masts coming down, and, and the way everything was frozen, um, and also the explosions in one of the other scenes. Yeah, um, like yeah. of of the barrel exploding and like in in front of the Kraken, it was very um, it was very vivid for a game with like two colors of on and off. <laughs> Definitely, very evocative. Mm. Um, it, it was. It was one of those, um, that was one of those moments where you, you, you see that and it's like, oh, she got hit by the mast. And then you look up and you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. Like, there are a number of times where I was just awed by what I was seeing. Because they, they, because you come in at the ends of the chapters a lot of the time, you don't get the build up. So, like, when you the first scene with the spiders, you just hear, like, Ah, somebody kill it! Somebody get the gun! Shoot the thing! Shoot it! Ah! And that's when you're, like, off to the side and you see through a tiny window the spiders in the rest of the in the rest of the ship, and you're like, What the fuck? Like, they did a really good job of revealing everything to you. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, everything felt so intentional. Mm. Um, mm. And just was, like, just shot perfectly for a game where you can just walk around like it's 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 incredible how well all of that stuff worked yeah the thing um and obviously this happens because as you reveal more and more bodies the bodies start filling up the boat and there are a number of there's like two or three times <laughs> yeah i wrote it like three different times the first time was like this boat is not so empty anymore and then i was like Oh, no, and then I was like, there's so many people, and then they're like, there are so many bodies. Like, the ship is just <laughs> littered with dead people yeah. by the time you're done. People who have been hung, and people who've fallen on anchors, and then... Oh, hanged, sorry. Um, and anchors. then all of the people off the boat, and like... Oh, it was just... This game's very good. Yeah. <laughs> um... I had another question, sorry, I realised that I um, wrote questions down uh, Just before that, sorry, can oh, we yeah, t- just take a quick break? Oh, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll be back in a moment. Uh, okay, and we are back. Um, yeah, June, I think you were saying something before the break. Um, yeah, I just realised I had other questions that weren't really resolved. Yes. Like, how did the Oberdin get back? Yeah, how did it return? With its yeah. crappy sails. That's yeah. a really good point. Because remember in, in the bargain, um, is it the second mate? The third mate's like, um, I only ask that you bring Obradin home. Yeah. So was it like the sirens that brought it home? But like, why would they? I think he said that because he'd been stabbed and he was dying. Okay. I think he was saying that to the crew. Okay. Um... But maybe, I don't know, the sirens, I don't know how much English they understood. No, they obviously some. understood some, yeah. yeah. I don't know. The. It's a good point. Maybe it did. All of the sails were fucked. Like, they were all, like, torn up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, maybe it. Maybe they did do that. Maybe they took it home. Um, I asked that because, did you guys notice that the shell is in the water? Yeah, I did notice that. What? You can see oh, it. Oh, is yeah. that the glowing? Yeah. yeah. 
I saw the glowing. I thought it was meant to be the reflection of the. That's incredible. So that's I'm remarkable. wondering if the sirens did bring it home, and that's them still in the distance. Wow, I like that. But then the. So what are the? Did either of you get scared at the end when the when the guy in the boat was like, "Hey, storm's coming. We better get out of here." A bit of me was like, "Not another storm." <laughs> <laughs> That could I be didn't, spiders but like, or squids. The, the water on the deck, like as you go upstairs, like that art in the, in that art style looked very. Oh, good. like the rain effect. Yeah, yeah, I loved I loved being out on the deck. Um, yeah, me too. When that was happening, I liked that you could stay there as well. Once it started happening, it was mm. that was really nice. Um, did you guys see in in the in the end? So when you, because like the idea is that your character is like the chief inspector of the insurance company. Mm. Or whatever. Yeah, for East India. Yeah, for the East Indian Insurance Company or um Tra- trading company, company, whatever it is. Trading. Um. And um. And you get to go through what all of the um, all of the people like had levied against them in terms of like allegations of like crimes or whatever, because you'd like put together whether they shot people or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Or like whether they got extra money for like um, excellent performance and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. That reminds me, actually, when I was looking at the achievements, there's one hidden achievement. Pardon me. Yeah, so you get, an achieve- well. you get an achievement for getting the ending without all of the people. You get an achievement for getting the ending with all of the people. And that achievement is called Overdone, which I really like. <laughs> 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 um, but the, the hidden achievement is called Captain Did It. Basically, you blame everyone for the captain's death. <laughs> no, sorry, you, you, you blame everyone's death on the captain. That's very um, funny. So, yeah, I'm reading this post that's, like, describing how it, he says, besides the murders which he clearly commits, I just set every other death to shot with gun by captain. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the, the captain did it achievement. Um, I'm just trying to imagine. It's like John Wick on a pirate ship. And the captain's just, like, shooting and just, like, slowly reloading his, like, gun. And then shooting the next person, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you you do the, uh, the Assassin's Creed 4, you've got, like, four pistols. Yeah, 60 times. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so the, 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 uh, achievement, like, text for it says, Loosely true in the eyes of company and crown. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a nice touch. Oh, did any of you realise, um... So you know when you've you've gone to a body and then you go to go to that body's uh, memory again, and the the stopwatch opens. Yeah. Did any of you notice that the stopwatch points out which chapter and which part of the chapter it's on? Oh my god! I was looking oh, really? for like time and stuff. That makes sense now. Hmm. Yeah. So that the hour hand is the chapter number, and the minute hand is the part of the chapter. That's cool. I like that. Um, and it actually, it actually does that in the scene, every scene where the clock winds back when you see the body for the first time, where it goes, bing, ding, ding, bim, bim. When it ends, it's on the the right the right um, minute and hour hand mark. Huh. That's cool. Mm. What do you guys think Very of? Cool um, you know, the first time you watch the scene play out, and you only get a limited amount of time to deduce stuff. Oh yeah, but and then, if you and then rewatch then it, like fades it again, out. yeah. But if you rewatch it again, you have unlimited time. What yeah, do you mean I'm you have a limited like, a time? Well, like it doesn't it doesn't fade in. You know, you can just look at the scene for however long you want. Um, but what? like no, but I mean, but but after that, you can just keep doing it. Yeah, you you like the the scene doesn't end after you like close the book and go back to it. But like it was sort of 
that your first impression of that scene was always limited to like 20 to 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, well, and then it gives you the details. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah, then opens the book. Yeah. I see. Um, I thought that was a bit dumb, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. A, a little bit. The, the, put, the, there were a couple times I was like reason. just waiting. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. there are a few times. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. But I, it was it was good because like they, they do... I was just about to bring this up actually. They, they give you a good amount of information like per part. It's like, oh, so it's this person in the chapter. I don't have to try and remember and figure that out. Because sometimes it wasn't very clear who died. Um, like, which person in the picture was, was the one who died. Yeah. Um, or, like, where it was or how many people were involved and stuff like that. So, they like, putting all of that in there, I felt like was good because I felt like I, I was getting enough information that I could make it all, I could piece it all together. Um, but without being spoon-fed. Mm. I, I enjoyed how much they gave you so that it was tricky but not, like, absurd. Yeah. Because, like, because you can't tell people's faces a lot of the time because of the art style and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyone else got anything? Um, did anyone, did anyone else out? get out paper and pen? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I kind of like wish that they had a little accents and stuff. Yeah, I kind of wish you could just add notes to the characters. You just wanted like to do it in games. Yeah, like you know, just like a, you know, like a note per who I think this is. Like you know, like like if there was a. So you know how in Minesweeper, <laughs> you can say like. You, you can put a flag on a thing saying, I think this is a mine. And you can take yes. the flag off as much as you want. You won't lose or gain any points for just for having the flag. But you can you can just, like, name the people and it's not permanent. Be, yeah, but, like, like... I uh, think this guy's Martin because someone called out to him and said Martin. Yeah, but I mean, as in, like, uh, I would, like, you know, sometimes there are multiple... There are, there are a couple characters who I thought were the same name. And it's like, I think... It, or, you know, multiple names and I think it might be one of these three. You know, and then yeah. like 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 you know, for example, like I had three Chinese um, uh, topmen left because I got one of them right. Yeah. And so I I would just then link all of those three um, to the th- to the three uh, people that were Chinese, and then the others I could say, well, these ones are obviously not Chinese people, so then I can just have these ones relegated to these two, or something. Yeah. Um, sort of like Sudoku. When you're writing the numbers in the corners. I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I would have liked that uh, just a little bit more. Okay, fair enough. Um, I only, I only wrote one thing out. Um, there's one person, and this is sort of, this is sort of, and I might be giving it away a bit, Jeremy. So, like, watch out if you want to go back and finish it. But there's um, on the game spoilers podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. But there's this one guy who's in one of the hammocks. And each of the hammocks, like, they have a number on them. Mm. Oh, I loved that. And the number, like, correlates to their listing on the crew manifest. Mm. That, that, was the, that was the first time I went in that crew manifest, because I was like, these numbers are going to mean something. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was cool. Um, I didn't notice that until I had it pointed out to me. Um, but there's this one guy whose face you can't see, but you can see he's got, um, he's got, like, a bag, like, hung up next to his bunk, next to his hammock, with a pipe in it. Yes. Yes, and yes, I was yes. Like, Ooh, I didn't get that one. I was like, "Who's this freaking guy with the pipe?" Yeah. And so I had to, I just, I had to write down. I was like, "Man with pipe equals forty-seven. 
and then I was, and then I had to find out who it was, and then eventually I saw it. He's one of the people who, um, with Nichols, uh, steals the chest and the two Formosans and gets in the boat. So he gets taken overboard when the mermaids attack, when the sirens attack. Did you guys um, in in like the bunk section as well? Um, there's a guy with his arm hanging out of the bed, and he has a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, the tattoo of, was it an anchor or something? Oh no, it was no, a woman. No, it's a it's a woman. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Woman. And, and then he's the guy. He's the guy that shot. Um, he was shot by the first mate when they were escaping. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that how you supposed? Uh, I guess that guy. I didn't know how you were supposed to know that guy. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, like that was, that was... like my most satisfying one, I think. Yeah. yeah th- this game has got a lot. Like you know, once you get it. It's like, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, th- there are legitimate ways to get every single character. And it's about it how makes, much you're committed. You, it, it makes you feel really good about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It, it nails that, that puzzle game sense of, like, I'm so intelligent. And I think that's why, um, even towards the end, when I was, you know, sitting on the one person for what, the couple of people for, like, three hours straight without getting anything right... Yeah. The idea of getting it right and having, you know, the three things ticked off and the screen going blank. It's like, well done. It's like, oh, it tastes so sweet. <laughs> oh, with the music as well. And it, yeah. it's so well timed and punchy and just sweet. Yeah. no, It's, it's worth, right. you know, worth the the suffering. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to give another another shout out to the sound design. It is unreal in this game the sound effects of people being torn apart and the spiders and the knocking on the door and the, the muffling of voices when they're on the other side of something and like when they're being taken away and also the the attention to detail with the subtitles and the different languages and like they did such a good job with the sound design in this game yeah especially also, because stuff that was just like really gross like do you remember when the artist died and he's like taking a shit outside oh <laughs> my god <laughs> this is the worst yeah i think that was meant to be like partly funny but also yeah it was disgusting <laughs> because it was disgusting and then it was disgusting yeah when the kraken like crushes him yeah yeah um and when well, like when they do the cow as well like yeah like that's mm. why i'm shouting it out because it is really that's why i say this game is graphic because you don't live those scenes you don't get to see those scenes out you feel them um, but you 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 hear it you may as well have seen them um yeah i think that's pretty much it has anyone else got any closing thoughts uh who's your favorite character hmm um i have a soft spot for the first mate because he was the one who found uh, Thomas after he called out the mutiny mm. and is doing his best to save him. And he was like, you know, you can tell him yourself. And he was like, that was sort of like the most kindness that was shown during that trip. Um, it's hard because all, all of the scenes are like around someone's death. It's around mutiny. It's around like monster attacks and stuff like that. So you don't get much moment for like human interactions like that. But I really appreciated that one. Um, I, I also can't... thought it was in- oh, sorry go on no 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 finish your thoughts I was just going to say I also thought it was interesting in that scene because there's the the two people it's like the gunner's mate and the fourth mate um, who were talking about the mutiny but then when the gunner stabs the, the young kid um, the second guy's like no that's too far mm. um, and then like turns on the guy who is going to do a mutiny with one second ago so it was like it's interesting, like, that sort of character depth. 
I think my favourite character was the captain. Yeah, okay. same one. He sort of... He was a strong captain. Yes. And sort of made all the right calls, honestly. Yeah, when it was really hard to make them. Yeah, like, I, you know, I if I was in his position, I would know a, a better option. Um, and also, he, like, put the pieces together as well. Like, yeah. With the with the sirens and the and the kraken, like that's a, that's a good point. Like he did make the hard calls. Yeah, I um, I I appreciated when he was like you know he he was commanding. Um, yeah. when he was in scenes, like oh like like because you you figure him out, what as well like one of the first characters, if not the first. Um. Yeah, it's it's the first scene because he he's the first like person you see kill someone. Yeah, and and immediately is like oh he's got gravitas, you know he's a. He's, he's got he's got presence whenever he's on he's on the deck. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I liked I liked the captain. Cool. June. Same reason. Yours, yours captain yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, mine's captain's same same reason. I think. I think they um, had- he was like, you know, on a on a ship with sixty people. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna go with that. <laughs> he, he stood out, I suppose. Yeah. And like, um, whenever he'd be in a scene, I'd be like, oh, hey, it's him. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, familiar, did any of you, I guess. Did any of you get the sense, like, because you saw at at the end, uh, some of the, like, top mans and seamans, like, started, like, being really violent a bit more. Like, Henry, I uh, can't remember his last name, but the guy um, with the beanie. He, like, clubs mm. a few people. There's, there were just, like, a few, like, miscellaneous people who were in, like, 18 or, like, 20 memories. And they're, like, really benign. But because I'd seen them, like, murder people at the end, I always had my eye on them. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so every time I saw them, I'm like, ooh, what are you doing in this scene? Oh, nothing. Oh, you're in this scene too. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. <laughs> it's just, like, they just got nasty at the end and then they were, like, really good, like, just crew before that. Yeah, like I, I, I do, I do agree with you that like some of them, some of the characters, I'm like, you know, if this was a movie or a TV show, you would be the character I would be glad to see die. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, also, shout out to the names in this game. They're all very good piratey names. <laughs> um, John Davies. Yeah, John. Da- you know, Weatherall, and uh, you know, like. They had good nicknames a couple of times. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all, it's all it's all very good. Agreed. They also had a really good. Um, I feel like they represented different cultures very well, just with names and accents and subtitles and stuff like that. Like I think they did a really good job. Yeah. And I mean I, that was part partly because you know we had to be able to identify them, but. Um, yeah, I think they did a good job with that. They weren't like stereotypes of those cultures. Yeah, just stereotypes like, of pirates, which is great. He's a German man named Hans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Cool. Um, yeah, this is a bit, a bit of a lengthy one, but uh, I think this I think this game earned it. Uh yeah. Um. Would we all recommend Return of the Oberdeen? Highly. Yeah, June? definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like me, me too. I, I, I very highly recommend this game. Um, how long? Yeah. How long did? It, uh, how long did you guys play for? What was your final playtime? 
uh, my clock's a bit fucked because I left a pause for a few times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? So your in-game clock is, like, your in-game save clock is not so good, or? Uh, I, I doubt that. I, I doubt it's um, my, my in-game save is, is pretty accurate, because, like, my Steam says 16 and a half, but my, my in-game save file says half that, so I was at eight and a half hours. Right. Mm, okay. Um, mine what was like twelve. Doing? Yeah, right. Um, it was tricky. I had a, had a tough time. It it was tricky. Um, I was pretty quick with. It got to a point for me. Like I said, I got pretty overwhelmed at some point, so I just started like knocking out the memories. I was just like, "Let's get to the end. It's gonna make everything clear. I just got to find all the things." And then when it didn't make everything clear, I was like, "Do I need to get off the boat?" And then I sort of knew to just start guessing. So like. Maybe maybe I cheated a little bit. I'm not sure, but um, it, it it didn't feel unnatural to me the the way I went through it. So yeah, I don't mm. know. Um, yeah, Jeremy, I do recommend you having a look at the game clock because it tends to I it seems to represent a pretty accurate. Um, like I was tabbed out of my game for a lot of the time, and it does it didn't count that time. So right, okay, cool. That's that, yeah, that, that, if, that's if, good if when games can do that. Oh, definitely, yeah. If you're interested, have a have a squiz. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, next month we will be covering uh, Minute, M I N I T. Who made who makes that game? That's Jeremy? a very good question. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad I asked too, Jeremy. Yeah, the answer to that question that you asked is known as. Uh, okay, JW, Kitty, Jukio, and Dom. Yeah. Great. Um, published by Devolver. Of course. Um, uh, yeah, no, it, JW, Kitty, Jukio, and Dom is the name of the, uh... Yeah, JW is Jan Willem. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce Nijman. Um, half yeah, of not, uh, half of Lambia. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, okay, cool. I didn't know he was part of that. Kitty contributed to Horizon Zero Dawn. Jukio uh, is a freelance composer, and Dominic Johan is the art director of Crows, Crows, Crows. Ooh. Oh, well, that's a that's a nice little all star indie cast there. I yeah. like that. I trust. I trust like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to quickly search uh, Jukio Kalio, Kalio, um, to see what else they've worked on. Um, they worked on Nuclear Throne. Oh, the they, is they the are they the composer? Who? Which one was that? Yes. Yeah, the art. The sorry, the the music in Nuclear Throne is. Mwah. Right. I love the music in that game. Yeah. Uh, Bleed two. Bleed. Uh, yeah. Luftrousers. Pixel Good. Junk Another Monsters two. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so enjoy, and, and come play Minute with us. Minute is yeah. a cool little game. I've been playing a little bit. Um, uh, 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 full disclosure, I started playing Minute before I started playing Everdeen. Um. Jeremy. Uh, it helps that Minute is on the Switch. Ah. Um, so I can just play that in bed. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, we will see you next month sometime. Uh-huh. And thank probably, you for... Probably back around normal schedule, I don't know. Hopefully. Oh, d- d- depends, on, depends on how we go. 
Yeah, we're a bit out of whack after Christmas, but we're... Where we're, can um, where can they find us on Twitter? They can find... Sorry, say that one more time, because you cut out. <laughs> where can they find us on Twitter? Where can they find us on Twitter? Where they can find me, at Obi-Wan-Jez. Obi-Wan, like the Star Wars character, Jez, like me. June, where can they find you on Twitter.com? Junez, G-A-U-N underscore E-double-S. Kerry, where can they find you on Twitter.com? KJ Palmer underscore 24. You can follow the Game Spoilers Twitter account at Game Spoilers Pod. You can follow uh, our site, uh, which is Minimap AU um, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Minimap AU on Twitter. Um, I like the can... idea that we have a site. We've got like a like an archaeological dig site. Yeah. You can follow yeah. it. <laughs> uh, we can go to our actual website, uh, minimap.com.au. And you can listen to our other podcast, the Minimapcast, uh, which is a more general discussion podcast about video games. Mm-hmm. And you can find all of the game spoilers on every podcast service that I'm aware of, as well as gamespoilers.com. Great. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next month. We'll Goodbye, see you everybody. In a in a minute. And <laughs> Huh? Bye, Mom. <laughs>